Hi, I'm Matt McClory, lead pastor alongside my wife, Jill, here at Colonial Church in St. Augustine, Florida. Wanted to welcome you to Colonial Church's podcast. We are a church that believes in Jesus and people, which means we believe in you. So why not today subscribe to this podcast and choose to grow your life spiritually and in all the other ways as well into everything that God has got for you. God bless you, and I hope you enjoy this episode. We're going to read today. I'm going to be reading from Exodus 20. So why don't you open your Bibles to Exodus 20. We're reading from verse 8 in Exodus chapter 20, and it says this. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work. But the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. On it you shall, do, you shall not do any work. You or your son or your daughter, your male servant, your female servant, or your livestock, or the sojourner who is within your gates. For in six days the Lord made the heaven and earth, the Lord made heaven and earth, the sea and all that is in them, and rested on the seventh day. Therefore... The Lord blessed the Sabbath day and made it holy. So we're beginning a brand new series. I spoke last week with a message, part one, called Created to Rest. Part two today, if you're taking notes, you can write this down. If you're not taking notes, you can write this down. This is the title today. Part two is this. It's time to chill. It's time to chill. Come on, let's pray together like we always do in church. Let's pray and believe together. Lord, we love you. Thank you for your word today. Thank you that it speaks life into us. Thank you that it builds us up, Lord. So Father, we just ask that you would breathe life into your word today. God, that you would give us revelation from heaven, that you would speak to us and show us amazing things about who you are and how faithful you are today. Holy Spirit, we love you. We invite you into every living room, every, um, every home, and into this space right here where I am, we thank you, Holy Spirit, that you minister the Word of God to us and you show us. Lord, we pray for colonial kids. Lord, we thank you that even in this time of physical uh, separation in church, they're still being built up and these online videos for the kids are still um, fulfilling your purpose in them, Lord. We thank you, Father, for colonial kids. And we all said together, come on, we all said together, in Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. Well, hey... The rest of my life, this is the series. And I kind of came up with this tagline to get us thinking. The rest of my life is based on the rest of my life. We're talking about rest. And I want to continue that today. Last week, I spoke about creation from Genesis 2, talking about what God did in Genesis 2. He created and then he rested. And that's where we begin. The rest of my life is based on the rest of my life. God has created rest for you and for me. And that's, what's, that's what happens for us as New Testament believers. This is where I finished last week, is that Jesus has perfected our rest in Hebrews. The author talks about this beautiful fulfillment, this, this sense of still entering this rest that now has been provided by our high priest, our King, Jesus. He is our rest and he is the fulfillment of our spiritual rest. But you know, the truth for you and me today is that we get to also have physical rest, that God wants us in the natural to rest as well. I, I said this last week, I, I just think it's incredible how there's such a tether between how rested we are naturally and then how uh, rested we are spiritually, how efficient and filled up we will be spiritually is often based on how rested we are naturally. It's a powerful thing to behold. It's a powerful um, thing that God wants us to understand as well. So our culture has decided that rest isn't that important. But our Bibles say that rest is very important. Rest is actually a biblical thing. Rest is actually a powerful thing. But culture wants to talk about other things. Culture wants to talk about 
how well rest is not that important. If you want to be successful, if you want to, you want to achieve great things, if you want, to, you, you, know, you want to have amazing... I'm not talking about not having a work ethic, but you've got to understand rest needs to be part of your life. Rest needs to be a rhythm. Culture is trying to encourage a view that we should always be working. Uh, work, work, work. Keep on working. Then you'll, then you'll get to, your, to where you want to go. Work, work, work. And don't, don't rest, but just keep working. And then you'll achieve everything that you want. But I would encourage us to understand that rest is actually part of getting to where God wants us to go. I've been saying this for a while now. It's kind of my saying about this, but I like to think of it this way. But just because there's an app for everything doesn't mean that therefore I need to do everything. No, I believe that we can take inventory of our lives, that we can actually stop and say, no, this isn't good for me. This is what I need to be doing and line it up with what the Word of God says. But there used to be a time in our lives when there would be something that was on a wall and we would go to that part of our house or that part of the, the work uh, place and we would go to that, that wall. I can still remember in my house growing up in Sydney, Australia, I can still remember what the phone on the wall looked like. Do you remember yours? It was just this fixed phone on the wall and that's where you, if you wanted to communicate um, through the phone, then you would go to the wall. But that was, that was it. Like it was there on the wall. But now today, you think about what's changed. is because of this thing right here, this smartphone that exists um, in pretty much everyone's pocket. There's no longer a division necessarily between work and rest and life and work and rest. And work-life balance seems to not exist anymore in our culture. But I just want to encourage us today that rest is something that we need. Rest is vital for us as, as people. Rest is vital for us as believers. And I want to talk today about that. See, today it might almost seem that, that there's this, this, this sense that we could work seven days a week that we could keep working every single day, that it's no longer a Monday through Friday if we're not careful because of technology, because of what's been made available to us, because of the efficiencies technologically in our world today. It can seem like there is no separation anymore, that we just work every day. And if an email comes in or a phone call or a message or a notification shows up, then, then we just keep working. And work just seems to be every single day. But if we're not careful then rest can quickly leave our lives. But God wants us to understand that we can have rest. Rest is actually where we start. It's not where we end. God, he worked, he created, he, he, um, he brought into existence in six days everything that's around us. And then it says that he rested. Can I just encourage you? That's where we begin. That's where we start. We start from a place of rest. See, if you study the Sabbath, I want to talk about it today. But it's this this picture of actually resting to then go and work. It's not because we, we need rest so desperately because we're going to fall in a heap. And no, it's actually the beginning place. Understanding God has set the foundation. God has given me what I need. And it's from the resting place that I begin my life. God has created rest and we begin at the point of rest. But here in Exodus 20, we see the, 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 the list that God gives his people. It's the Mosaic law. It's the stuff that if you and me um, were to look at it over and over, we'd probably say this. We'd probably say these, these are important things to God. I would look at the Ten Commandments and say, you know what? I think they're actually pretty important things to God. These are things that God 
seems to care about. He made him so, uh, so um, distinguished and so um, separated for the people of God that, that there would be punishment if he didn't live according to them. But let's look at the, the, the Ten Commandments, things that, that God seems to care about. But what I, what I think we should look at today is the consequences and the blessings that come from, from observing those things. If you think about it, look at what they are. Number one, you shall have no other gods before me. Number two, no carved images. Number three, shall not take the Lord's name in vain. Number four, which we're going to talk about today, remember the Sabbath. Number five says, honor your mother and your father. Uh, That's a good one. You should do that. Number six, you shall not murder. Number seven, you shall not commit adultery. Again, these are good things to live by. These are good good, uh, things that we should observe. Number eight, you shall not steal. Number nine, you shall not bear false witness. Number 10, you shall not covet a neighbor's house, wife, servant, possessions. But this is God's top 10. This is God's list in the Old Testament. These are things that God decided these are important for my people to understand. But for us today, think about this. Wouldn't you agree that when it comes to that list, there would be consequences and blessings when it comes to observing those things and understanding that there's power, there's power in knowing that they can actually help me. That those things, doing what God says even back then, would actually cause me to live in a way where there's going to be consequences and blessings if I understand and observe those things. Why is it any different when it comes to rest? Obviously, when it comes to murder and adultery and not bearing false witness and taking the Lord's name, and we would all agree that, oh man, I, of course, there would be a consequence to that. There would be a blessing if I, if I lived according to that way. Why is it any different when it comes to rest? It's exactly the same, that there is a blessing. There is a consequence. There's an outcome in our own lives. Come on, church, there's an outcome when we understand that rest is actually an important thing. I think what God is trying to say and what is the echo for us today is this is that God believes that the Sabbath rest for his people is very, very important. Sabbath is important to God. It's not a religious thing, but it's about a relationship and it's a healthy thing. I want to say that again. It's not a religious thing. For us today, we're not, we're not going to be put to death if we don't keep the Sabbath. We're not going to be, um, you know, there's not going to be some punishment. It's not like a lightning bolt's going to come down from a cloud if we don't keep the Sabbath. No, it's not like that. It's not a religious thing. It's actually about a relationship. It's a healthy thing. It's not about my life being burdened by a Sabbath rest, but it's actually about my life being lifted up or uplifted because of intentional, set aside, a rhythm of rest. So I wonder today, I want to ask you this question. Come on, stay with me. I want to ask you this question. And it's this, I wonder, do you rest? Do you get a rest once a week? Do you take time to set aside intentional rest for you and your family, maybe your wife, maybe your your husband, maybe you, you together? Is there a time? Is there a set aside time for you to get a Sabbath rest, a set aside time off? Rest is life-giving. Think about it. Rest is life-serving. Rest is something that puts into us. It helps us. And I believe it's a gift from God. You know, Jesus, he spoke specifically about the Sabbath. He spoke specifically about this rest. It's in Mark 2, the end of Mark 2, but also at the beginning of Mark 3 is also um, a discussion from Jesus. And and, and he talks about Sabbath. Well, I want to read it to you. It's in verse 23 of Mark chapter 2. I'm reading from the message, but it says this. One Sabbath day, he was walking through, the, through a field of ripe grain. Grain. As his disciples made a path, they pulled off heads of grain. Remember, they're doing it on the Sabbath. 
the day of rest. And the Pharisees, or the religious people of the day, said this. said, look, your disciples are breaking Sabbath rules. Jesus said, really? Haven't you ever read what David did when he was hungry, along with those who were with him, how he entered the sanctuary and ate fresh bread off the altar with the chief priest Abathar right there watching? Holy bread that to no one but priests were allowed to eat. Listen to what he says. And handed it out to his companions. And Jesus said, Sabbath was made to serve us. We weren't made to serve the Sabbath. The Son of Man is no lackey to the Sabbath. He's in charge. I want to read that again. The Sabbath was made to serve us. The Sabbath was made to serve you. The Sabbath, Sabbath rest. Understanding this rhythm of rest, it actually is something that's supposed to be life-giving, that it's designed by God in the echo of eternity, in the echo of creation. It's designed by God to be a blessing in my life. Think about this. Are you stressed? Are you not rested? Are you feeling like you just kind of, man, you just like, it's just really difficult for you to catch a breath, to get a break, to, you feel like you're at breaking point. Maybe you feel like you're at breaking point right now. In the midst of what we're going through on the earth today, maybe you're feeling that way. Can I just encourage you that God has given you rest? God has given you Sabbath rest when it comes to your life. So I want to encourage us around this idea of Sabbath rest today, the rest of my life. So a few things about this day of rest, a few, few things about this set-aside day of rest that we can, we can lean into today, we can understand today. Remember, it's not a religious thing. This isn't about a law-keeping thing. This is about a life-giving thing for you and for me. So number one, this is my first point this morning. Number one is this, Sabbath is worship. Sabbath rest is actually worship for you and for me. Sabbath is actually about devotion. Sabbath is actually about considering who God is and understanding what, what God is all about. It's about observing, listen to me, what God has done, what God is doing, and what God is going to do. That's what Sabbath rest is. That's what understanding Sabbath rest is all about. Sabbath was meant to be a personal time for us to remember our worship and our devotion and our love for God and all that He has done. Sabbath is worship. It's about personal worship to God. I observe the Sabbath or I observe rest in my life. Holy Sabbath, rest that comes from God. I observe it because I consider it holy, because I worship God, because I'm a lover of God, because I'm, I love Jesus Christ, because He is my Lord and my Savior. And so this restful rhythm that I have in my life is actually a worship. It's actually worship in my life. God said, keep it holy. He said, observe it. And keep it holy. Holiness in our lives is not about us being holy. It's not about me being holy. I don't, I don't observe Sabbath rest in my life because I'm thinking, man, I, I'm going to be holy. This is going to be good for me. I'm going to become holy because I do Sabbath. No, it's got nothing to do with that. It's, I consider it holy because God is holy. He is blameless and perfect and holy. And He calls the Sabbath holy. It's holy to Him. It's to be revered. It's to be cherished. It's to be something that's set aside and considered Holy to God. Think about you just taking a day. Think about you just taking time off where you just really shut, shut the, the email off, shut the stuff off, put the work down. See, this is something that can be holy to you. It can be observed. It can be um, something that just feels really, really good. See, I don't observe Sabbath because I feel obligated. I keep it. I observe rest. I consider it holy because I worship God. I consider whatever God considers holy. It's about what God thinks. 
It's not about what you think. It's not about what I think. See, I could think, man, I'm pretty awesome. I could, I could do without rest. I could go without rest for a long time. But it's not about what I think. It's about what God thinks and what God considers holy. Verse 8, remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Six days you shall labor, do all your work. See, God says, take those six days. Take the six days of the seven that I've given you. Work and build and create and be blessed and multiply and and get provision into your house and do all those things and be creative and have a great life. But he says you need to rest as well. Number 10, uh, verse 10, on the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. In verse 11, therefore, the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and made it holy. See, Sabbath rest is devotion to God. It's worship. It's worship. It's saying, you know, I'm, I, I need rest because I love God and because he considers rest important. You know, for Jill and I, Sabbath is something that we've implemented in our own lives. It's been part of our rhythm for, for years now. But it really is something that we consider holy, not because we're trying to be holy, but because it's become a holy thing for us. It's become something that's special. We do it on a Friday afternoon around about three o'clock, middle of the afternoon till Saturday afternoon. So we take a full 24 hours and it's no work. It's no, I'm not working on my messages. I'm not, you know, doing church work and Obviously, Sunday is when we're working again and we're, we're ministering and we're, we're doing stuff as a family. But it is a day that we've set aside and we now consider it holy because it's, it's beautiful. It's devotion. It's worship. But it's, it's this richness. You know, our kids, they know that Friday night is our time as a family. It's a family night. Sabbath for them is family night. It's, but it's become this beautiful, powerful, rich thing. And it's an amazing how a sense of wholeness comes from what God has considered holy. Think about that for a minute. A sense of wholeness, a coming together, a completion, a, 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 even, even just think about healing for a moment. It, it, Sabbath for you and for me can become a day of healing, can become a day of replenishment, a day of healing, but it's because God has considered it holy. So Sabbath is about my worship. And maybe for you, Sabbath rest or a day of rest is your Sunday. And I love that. I love that there are families in our church and for them, the day of rest where they don't work, they come to the house of God and they, they spend time in God's presence and with family and friends and maybe Sunday, Sunday afternoon, you get together and you do lunch, but whatever it looks like, can I just encourage you today as the pastor of our church, you need to rest, you need to set aside a day of rest and ultimately that day, that time is worship to God. So number one, Sabbath is worship. Come on, stay with me. This is good today. I believe this is good stuff. Number one, Sabbath is worship. Number two, Sabbath is faith. Sabbath is actually about faith. Sabbath is actually faith. It's a message that's transmitted inward, but also transmitted outward about my own faith, about what I believe, about what I consider is important. I just like to think about it this way. There's inward faith and there's outward faith. I talked about it before. There's devotion. There's inward devotion where it's like, God, I've spent time with you. This is powerful and it's building me up. Sabbath for me is really just being re-centered back on the Lord and being able to just spend time in his presence. And sometimes I just find myself in my backyard and not even really doing anything, but I'm spending time with God on my Sabbath. It's this inward aspect to my faith. But there's also this idea with Sabbath that's an outward thing. 
that it's a, a message out to the world. Sabbath is a message out to my world that I employ Sabbath in my life, that it's important to me and it sends a message to the whole world around me that I love God and I consider his rest important for my life. See, Sabbath was obviously for Israel. We see it in Exodus 20, Mosaic law, it's for Israel. But think about this, the only people in the ancient world that ever got a day off were uh, wealthy people, were uh, kings and queens, people that obviously were, were rulers, people that were part of the social elite, people that were um, high up in levels of society, all of those people, and then the people of Israel. That was it. They're the only people that got the day off. They're the only people that had a day of rest. Everybody else had to work. Everybody else, it was just about survival and making it happen, but not for Israel. It sent a message to the world. See, that's the thing about Sabbath is it sends a signal to the world around you. Exodus 31 verse 16 says, The Israelites will keep the Sabbath, Observe Sabbath keeping down through the generations, listen to this, as a standing covenant. It's a fixed sign between me and the Israelites, God says. It was a sign. It was a signal to the world and it still is for you and for me today. For us to say, I need a day of rest. I need to consider it holy. I need to make sure I take intentional rest. It's not because if I don't do it, there's punishment. But if I do do it, can I just encourage you today? It says something to the world around me. Consider what it meant for, just, just think about it when it comes, comes to trade. People would want to trade with the people of Israel, with, with the, say an Israelite family. They would call that person up. And you could just think about the conversation. It would be the same conversation today. Someone trying to call you up and get you to do something on your Sabbath, your day of rest when you've decided no work. I'm not doing work. I'm not picking up emails. I'm not responding to requests. But, but someone would ask, hey, can you do this today? And the, the answer would be, no, I can't do it today because today is my Sabbath. Well, what's Sabbath? And the conversation would continue. Well, Sabbath is important. Sabbath is it's a Sabbath to the Lord. Well, who's the Lord? What's all that about? And it would spark a conversation. It can spark a conversation that can ultimately be life-giving and be a faith thing to the world around you as you get to talk about Sabbath. You get to talk about your life with God. You get to talk about who God is to you and what God means in your life. It's actually a faith thing. My faith can speak volumes to the world around you. But think about this. My rest can speak volumes to the world around you. I, I can't wait for the days with my kids where I can talk about Sabbath. You know, they're a bit young to understand right now, but I can't wait to be able to talk to them and just say, well, the reason that it's so important that we do this is because it's a Sabbath to the Lord. It's beautiful when we rest and recenter our lives back on God. It can be something that becomes a witness to the world around me. See, that's what it was for Israel. It was a witness to the whole world. It was that perpetual standing covenant. So they would have this thing embedded in their lives and ultimately would separate them, set them apart from other people. And God meant it to be that way because he was sending a message to the world. I am God. I created this whole world. It's, this is my idea and my people observe my rest. So Sabbath is about Faith, Sabbath is about worship, but it's also about stopping. It's about saying, no, I'm not going to do work engagements. For me, as, as, as the pastor of our church on a Saturday morning, all the way to the end of my Sabbath is not about work. And I truly believe because I've set it aside, God will honor it. He will help me. Uh, think about this for a second. If you rest on the seventh day, you've got to have faith that it means that, you, that work is going to show up on the next day. And it will because it's something that you've decided to trust God with. So Sabbath is about faith. And point number three, 
is this. Sabbath is remembering. Sabbath is remembering. So it's about worship and devotion. It's about my faith and my trust. And ultimately, it's about me remembering God. Sabbath is about me remembering what God has done, what God is doing, and what God will continue to do in my life. He has done so much. Just think about what he's created. Think about the six days. Verse 11, for in six days, the Lord made the heaven and earth, Lord made heaven and earth, the sea and all that is in them and rested on the seventh day. See, God made everything around you and everything around me. We have principles that we can live by in life. And I believe this is a powerful one. I've got three sort of sub points to my last point right now. And this is just some thought for you. Maybe you're thinking today, you're like, man, I would really like to start this. I would really like to employ the Sabbath in my own life and have Sabbath rest for, for me and my family. But there's three guiding principles that I live by when it comes to Sabbath. And the first is this, rest. So we obviously rest. I've been talking about rest, but think about this for a minute. Rest, it means don't work. On that day, the day that you decide to remember God and remember what he's done and rest, it's about not doing any work. So down the tools, put away the email, put away the to-do list. If you have to, put your phone in a box somewhere. Just get away from the work, get away from, from the, the hustle and the bustle of everyday life and say, no, this is important that I rest. So the, the first thing is rest, stop work. The second is replenish. So we need to do things in our lives that build us up, that fill us up, that help us in life. So rest is, is also about replenishing. What are, the, what are the things that you could do? I'm not talking about work. I'm talking about um, hobbies. I'm talking about stuff that you could do with your family. Maybe it's just going for a family walk. We've been doing that the last few weeks every single day, but it's something that fills us up. Um, I love to, to go down to the beach. I love to, to go sailing. Those things, they fill me up. And I, I would just encourage you to understand that on the Sabbath, it's a day where you can be replenished. It's a day where your batteries can be recharged. So replenish. And then finally, remember. Ultimately, reset and remember the faithfulness of God in your life. What's good to remember on the Sabbath? Well, salvation. I find myself on my Sabbath so often thinking about how I did not used to know God. But because of Jesus, because of the cross, because of everything that's taken place, I now get to, on my Sabbath, remember that God has saved me. Remember that God loves me. Remember that God looks to me not with eyes of condemnation. No, he looks to me with eyes of love. He looks to me with eyes of affection. And, and, and I love to think about this, just the smiling eyes of a father. He, he, he loves you and he loves me. And that's something that we can think about and remember on the Sabbath. There was once a time where I did not know God. But because of his faithfulness and because of Jesus and the finished work of the cross today, when I consider rest for my life, what am I ultimately remembering? I'm remembering salvation. And that's why Sabbath for you and for me can be so life-giving. Well, church, I really pray that this message would be a message that goes a little deeper, would be a message that even in a time like this would be the sort of thing where we look and we say, man, I actually do need to take inventory. I do need to stop and consider rest for my life. Again, not as a religious thing. It's got nothing to do with religion, but it's got everything to do with that life-giving relationship we now have. But I just want to encourage you that ultimately rest 
Yes, it sets us up for the next week. Yes, it helps us get to the bridges, the gap between this season to the next season, this week to the next week. But can I just encourage you today that rest that's put into our lives, rest that is set aside, intentional rest has the potential and the power to bless me. God bless you. Thanks for listening to that podcast. We pray it blessed you and empowered you in all that God's got for you. Why don't you share that with a friend, someone who maybe needs to hear it. We'd love for you to also to visit us um, either online at colonialchurch.life or here at church at 550 State Road 207 here in St. Augustine, Florida. Be blessed.